Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Jacob Albrock, Tommy Kester. This is Sports Daily on Wichita's number one sports radio, 97.5 and 1240 KFH. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in to Sports Daily here on KFH. I'm Tommy Castor. Jacob Albrocht will be joining us shortly. Jad Chambers is producing the program. That IHOP hotline is open for you at 869-1240. A lot to get to on the program today. We've got some giveaways. We're going to be giving away tickets to the new Wonka movie at Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square next Thursday night. We will do that in just a little while. We've also got tickets to illuminations at botanica that we will give away we've also got some tickets to the wichita state game this saturday night at interest bank arena so stick around for that there's so much coming up on the show today we will talk to wichita state athletic director kevin saul kicking off hour number two for his bi-weekly visit at 10 o'clock that's coming up we'll talk to him about shocker basketball and a lot of other things uh, to get to with kevin saul in hour number two today we're going to kick things off here on the program with some breaking news that came down, Jacob, just, I mean, as recently as a couple of hours ago from our buddy Tim Fitzgerald from GoPowerCat.com about Colin Klein. We've talked a lot over the last year or so about the interest that Klein may have uh, from other programs, and it looks like uh, something developing here with Texas A&M. Yeah. Maybe I wasn't so crazy, right, about that dumpster fire money there uh, in Aggieland. It's an inevitability, I think, to some degree, for Colin Klein. The, the, it, it's we've we've talked about this before, right? It's going to be really difficult for K State to keep Colin Klein forever unless he's the head coach, right? Um, you know, I, I think there was some hope that maybe Avery would keep him there, and maybe that's what happened last year with Notre Dame, or at least the appeal of you know making a run at a Big Twelve title and all those things. Well. Look, there's sort of a rebuild there. We'll see how quickly Avery develops. And I know another quick asterisk, I get it. Everybody now is worried about Avery Johnson and his future at K-State because of how close he you know, is by all accounts to Colin Klein. Colin Klein, a big part of the reason he chose K-State. I get all that. I've never had any indication. I'm not as close to this as some people. And we'll talk to Fitz about this tomorrow. But I don't think that Avery is in any danger of leaving Right now, whether that changes down the road in the modern era, I don't know. 
but I, I think you, I think everything's okay for now. Look, I, I think it's but a look, concern. I don't know if it's a legitimate it, it, oh, concern. Sure it's a concern. But I think yeah, it's, sure I think it it's a concern. I mean, you know, considering that Texas A and M has all the money in the world to throw at yeah. NIL, and, and, and it's a concern. I'm not suggesting that that's what drives Avery Johnson, but he's got that relationship with Colin Klein. And, you know, it's an SEC school. If Avery Johnson looks like, you know, he's going to be uh, an NFL guy, and it, you know, by all accounts it looks like he probably is, um, you know, is it good for him to continue on with Colin Klein at Texas A&M? I, I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think that it is something that bears watching. I'm with you. I don't have any indication that anything is imminent with Avery Johnson, but I do think it bears watching. Well, look, I, I think that <laughs> – there's plenty big playing quarterback in the Big Twelve versus playing quarterback in the, you know, in the SEC doesn't make a whole lot of difference as far as translating to success in the NFL. I I think when people, everyone, you just can't take offense in these situations. This is why I said, you know, let's hope that Elko goes to A and M, right, so that Klein and Leipold are safe. And I know, you know, some people think I'm crazy when I say stuff like that, but it's just the reality of you of the the room you got to look around the room and and you know right now there is a tier in college football that is higher than the big 12 there just is and that's okay and I think this would be different if Colin Klein were a head coach somewhere but he's not and you know he, he here's the other reality about this this is almost no risk for Colin Klein here like just just put yourself in Colin Klein's shoes it's almost no risk right if you go to A&M and you have success as the offensive coordinator there, it almost all but guarantees you a head coaching job in the SEC soon. And that is different animal, right? That is a different stratosphere, being a head coach in the SEC. This is a ticket to potentially doing that. It is the next progression of things for Colin Klein. It's different than Notre Dame, right? It is different than Notre Dame. And so I don't know... It, it at some point, and, and everybody thinks it's all about the money. It's not all about the money. It's never. It's almost never all about the money. It's about reaching the next level of what it is when you're driven to be the best at what it is you do. And I have, and and we talked to Colin Klein this summer, and and we didn't get a lot of insight on this, but I can, I can almost guarantee you that the ultimate goal for Colin Klein someday is to be a big time head coach at some level, whether it's college football, I don't know, NFL, I don't know. College, let's just say it's college football because that's where he is now. The fastest ticket to being able to do that and basically pick your spot is to become a great coordinator, right? We saw Venables do this at Clemson. He got to pick his spot pretty much with OU. Everybody wanted him for years and years and years. So, you know, it is a different stratosphere. It is not a slight to K-State. I, I hope K-State fans aren't offended and say, well, why would you go to A&M? Oh, my God, it's all about the money. It's just everything's all about the money and the money. No, the money's a factor, I'm sure. But the reality is it's going to a place where if you have success, you will get to the highest level of college football quickly. And that's not the same at Kansas State. The the no risk part for Klein is K State's always going to welcome back Colin Klein with open arms, right? He's given that university twenty years, so it, it, it we should be happy, I think, for Colin Klein, and and devastated that he left because he is the up and comer. And but the reality is, Tommy, we've talked about this for a long time. Keeping both Kleiman and Colin Klein was always going to be near impossible to do. 
And so, you know, A&M doesn't, you know, bark up that tree with climbing, but they get Klein and you just got like that's just it is what it is. It what you know, Colin Klein wasn't going to stay at K-State forever as the offensive coordinator. It just was that's not going to happen. Well, let's take it a different direction entirely. I mean, who's to say that there isn't a scenario in a year or three years or five years or whatever that timeline looks like when Chris Kleiman does leave Kansas state. And then at that point, you've got a shoe in to be the next head coach for the Wildcats and Colin Klein. Uh, and I think that I know that you mentioned that he would be, if he has success at A&M, you know, could be a guy for a head coaching job in the sec. That could very well be the case. But again, I, I think that it is just knowing the passion that Klein has for Kansas State. I mean, sure. he would be the guy that I think that Gene Taylor would absolutely pursue before anybody else to replace Chris Kleiman if and when that time happens. Now, is Klein going to be on the market and available if and when that happens? And, and maybe Chris Kleiman doesn't leave Kansas State anytime soon. I don't know what that looks like, but at least, you know, you've got Klein. And, and, I, and he could have been just elevated from offensive coordinator at Kansas State to head coach if Kleiman had left. And I would oh, imagine, I would imagine yeah. that if Kleiman had left for one of these openings that had happened, that would have been, you know, a lot of speculation. But I do think for anybody that would be out there that would say, well, you know, Colin Klein really hasn't been anywhere else other than Kansas State. Well, you kind of put that to bed if he goes to A&M and has success. And then that head coaching vacancy at Kansas State is there. It, he would just be a natural shoe-in to succeed Chris Kleiman at Kansas State. Of course. And that's always going to be on the table. The risk for K-State fans is if he gets a better job first. Right. Because, you know, let's say – I don't even know what the example is. Let's say Ole Miss, right? Like he, he blows it out of the water and has an incredible year or two at A&M and Ole Miss comes in and hired him as their head coach. I'm using that as an example. Whatever. Are you going to be able to pry him back away from that if that you know situation presented itself? It's going to be hard to do because at that point, right, you're taking a step back in the level of college football that's happening. Maybe so I don't. Maybe. maybe maybe right. Like it's it's a may. I think it's absolutely a maybe. Totally. I'm not saying it's not going to. Ha- I'm just saying it gets more difficult. I don't think it's a foregone I, conclusion that you know a mid-level uh, SEC team is a better destination than Kansas State would be. In, in that's the, what I'm saying. In the, in the wide that's open Big 12, and with the way that yeah, that yeah, conference yeah, yeah. is developing, that's what I'm saying. with the programs that are coming in, I don't know if it's just capacity. a foregone conclusion that a, a, a program it's like not. Ole Miss or I mean, heck, like Vanderbilt, of, you know, for right. instance. Like, I, I think yeah, that Kansas State is a, example, better, but... is a better destination than, than one of those schools. Yeah, it, it's it's it, and that's where, but it's not a slam dunk, right? It's not a... Oh, he's a K-State guy. He's going to come back to K-State. Otherwise, you know, Venables probably right. would have been back at some point. But you, you just have to – you just it's, – it's okay. It's all right. It's okay. It sucks. It sucks. Man, I hate it. But I get it, and it's inevitable. And now the concern turns to the quarterback taking over in this bowl game and Avery Johnson and – and again, I, I believe that there was in in the in the Go Powercat report that everything seems good. Everything is is you know tight and locked up, and there's no issue there, and there's no chatter about. And the other thing is, I don't think Colin Klein would do that to K State. That would have to be like I don't I don't think Colin Klein's going to go in and try and poach anybody. I don't think I think he has more 
you know, more love for the university than that to go do that. But Will Howard's out there, right? And I don't know what A&M's quarterback situation is, but hey, Will Howard's right there. And that maybe makes this process easier for Klein, too, as he knows in year one he can go get somebody he's comfortable with. I don't know that. Um, but now I'm nervous about Avery Johnson. And I, and I think that's unreasonable, and I think it's misguided. And I, at least in the short term it is, but I'm not sure that it is in the long term. And we'll see. And this is where you look at the Wild West nature of this, and you're just, I mean, look at some of the quarterbacks. Ohio State, Oklahoma, like big-time quarterbacks have said, you know what, we're going to go test the market. And again, before you go nuts and blame those kids, like put yourself in their shoes. What if none of those guys, what if Dylan Gabriel's never an NFL quarterback, Tommy? What if the highest level of quarterback that he will play is in college football? Is it that crazy and unreasonable for him to go try to capitalize on that the best he can in the one or two years of his career that he has left? No, that's not crazy. You'd be crazy not to, in fact. So I know that you and I don't in-depth cover Texas A&M. So I didn't know about this until I just looked it up. It's not like I'm following what's happening with the Aggies. But their starting quarterback, Max Johnson, entered the transfer portal after this season as a grad transfer. He committed to North Carolina. Uh, and so Drake May obviously is done at North Carolina. Right. So Max Johnson is a guy that you know could be competing or could be looking at being the starting quarterback for the Tar Heels next season. They're without a starting quarterback from what I can tell right now. Again, I don't know what recruiting looks like. I don't know who they have in the pipeline. I don't, I, I don't follow Texas A&M that closely. Obviously a coaching change, Mike Elko coming in, you know, Johnson is out the door. It's, it's hard for me to not think that there is some correlation between the fact, and I'm not saying it's Avery Johnson, but some correlation between the fact that he, that Mike Elko brought in an offensive coordinator that number one develops quarterbacks really well, was a great, you know, Heisman candidate quarterback during his time at Kansas state and has connections with, you know, whether it's Will Howard or, you know, I don't think Jake Rubley is probably the guy for Texas A&M, no. but be, no. between Howard and Johnson, I mean, there's, you know, there are a couple of options. Isn't that there. a hotel chain, Howard and Johnson? I think, Howard just, Johnson? I think it's just Howard Johnson. Howard Johnson. Yeah. Uh, look, I would say on December 6th at 9.15 in the morning that there is a much better chance that Will Howard is the quarterback for the Aggies than Avery Johnson is the quarterback for the Aggies. I, I think for a lot of reasons. I think, I think for Texas A&M that makes more sense right now. But... I don't, you know, there's a dynamic at play here, whether Colin Klein would intentionally do something or not. Like, Avery Johnson is also, you know, a factor in that and whatever he wants to do. And, and again, I don't, I don't think he's going to do it. I think he's going to be the quarterback at Kansas State. Like, you put in your time, you do that. I think there's a better chance after next year, if something were going to happen with Avery Johnson, that it might. I, I would, again, connecting the dots, I think that Will Howard now to the Aggies makes a ton of sense, and the chances of that happening are probably pretty high. Um, you know, what what that means for, you know, Klein, because you know, Klein's got to be able to go there and have success too. So while I don't think he would do anything to K-State intentionally, this this all gets really difficult and hard, and, and I, I would hate to be in the position to try and navigate this. But, you know, probably... I mean, if I'm 
if I'm Chris Kleiman, the first call that I make when I get this news is to Avery Johnson and be like, hey, we good? Like, you secure yeah. here? Like, we got to know. Like, right now, tell me. Like, what what's going on here? And and I think that that's I think that's going to be the case. But then of course you know you're going to get you know the deep pocketed A and M, NIL collectives doing whatever it is that they feel like they need to do. But I don't know that Colin Klein, if he you know again connecting the dots. I've not talked to any of these people, so don't take any of this as gospel or fact or anything like that. We can talk to Fitz later in the week who does talk to these people. But if I'm Colin Klein, I'm far more inclined to take that job. If I've had conversations with Will Howard, if I know what my like, I, if I'm Colin Klein, I'm not sure I want to go to A and M and not have a quarterback, you know, in place, yeah. or take that job without some idea of who my quarterback's going to be. You're going to roll into the SEC and try to compete without a quarterback? I mean, come on now. Well, and if so, you knew that your the guy that was there this year is coming back and Max Johnson, then you would have a little bit more you know, of an understanding, but he's going to a program that is without a starting quarterback. To my knowledge, I could be wrong on that, but from what I'm reading, you know, Max Johnson was the guy and they don't have an incumbent starting quarterback this next season. So if Klein is accepting that role, then I think a large part of that, you would have to think discussions between Mike Elko and Colin Klein centered around, okay, Colin, if you're going to be the offensive coordinator, who's your quarterback going to be? Who can you go out and get? And is it Will Howard or is it Avery Johnson? Is it one of those guys, you know, that you had at Kansas State? I don't think Colin Klein accepts that position without having a starting quarterback in mind, you know, that he can bring in right. for that position. I, again, I, I, I totally agree. I think there's a much better chance now on December 6th that that quarterback is Will Howard than it is Avery Johnson. But at the same time, if you're Elko, you make a run at Avery Johnson, don't you? Well, yeah. I mean, so absolutely, you're not you supposed do. you're not supposed to do that stuff, but they will. I mean, of course they will, and you're going to make a run at everybody, anybody in the country that you can. Maybe he doesn't see Avery Johnson that way. Maybe Colin Klein can be like, "Hey, man, he's not ready." I don't know, but. Colin Klein obviously went with Will Howard a lot this season over Avery Johnson, if that tells us anything. I, again, I think there's a better chance it's Howard, and then the concern for Avery Johnson should come after this season if he's really good. But The other thing we'll to see. keep in mind is just the style of quarterback that Avery Johnson is comparing the style of quarterback Colin Klein was, right? And, and so those yeah. two kinds of Will quarterbacks— Howard like, Will, Will Howard can Will run. Will Howard can run, but, the, you know— Will Howard is a big dude, right? Like, he's built yeah. differently than Colin Klein was. Uh, Colin Klein is much more yeah. similar to Avery Johnson as far as their attributes and their skill set and all of that. Um, I think that's part of the reason why uh, when, you know, this season came down to it, there were a lot of times that Colin Klein went with Avery Johnson over Will Howard. Because he's got experience and, and he's good. And, like, if he, you know, if let's just think about it this way. If you got outside of that small you know, what is it, a two- or three-game stretch this year where they where they had to go to Avery? Like, if you're A&M and you know you're getting the, you know, the second half of the season slash last year's version of Will Howard, you'd be pretty excited about that sure. if I was an Aggie fan. Sure. Now, there is, you know, a bit of a Jekyll and Hyde nature, but it's been far more, which one's the good guy, Jekyll or Hyde? Jekyll? Jekyll's the good uh, guy. I think Jekyll's the good guy. Hyde's the bad yeah, guy. It's been it's been far more Jekyll than Hyde over the last two years, right? And and 
I, I don't know. I again, I haven't followed A and I don't know what I don't know what they have coming back. I don't know how good they are. I don't know. I have no idea. None other than they have a top five recruiting class every single year. So good for Elko. He went and got the top guy. Apparently, that Penn State also wanted, and Penn State ended up with Kotelnicki, which is interesting, obviously. And it, again, like these top assistants, like you can't keep them. You just—that's right. college football, folks. Like, I know that sucks. But that just means you got a good program. Like, you can't keep assistance. That's what everybody deals with. Look at Nick Saban. He's been the assistant factory, right? Like, when you're good, you can either keep your head coach or you can keep your assistants by promoting them. There's nowhere else to promote these guys. I think in the case of both programs at Kansas State and Kansas, 98% of the fan base would say, hey, look, it sucks. But we're glad we've got Kleiman. We're glad we've got Leipold, right? I mean, with it's and, more than two percent that will take personal offense to this. But today. but but especially at Kansas, when the culture is being rebuilt there, like I'm bummed that the Jayhawks won't have Kotelnicki. But man, like they're keeping Leipold. You know, he's the he's the the captain of the ship, right? And I think it should be the same way at Kansas State. I know that Colin. Klein, I think it should be too. But I like while ninety nine point nine percent or a hundred of Jayhawk fans would say, yeah, it'll, it's definitely better that we keep Leipold. That's not. I mean, what's the percentage you don't on K State fans that, at Kansas State? No, 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 no. I do not. And but but we brought this up at the beginning of the year. You, you're not going to be able to have them both forever, right? It's just the reality of the situation. When, when he, when he you know, last minute turned down Notre Dame last year, right? It made it very, like, you're not going to keep them both forever. You can only have one. And it's why it was almost like the insurance plan if Leipold, I mean, if Kleiman ever did leave, it was like, okay, well, they've got Colin Klein right there. Wouldn't be that big a deal. Well, now you don't have Klein there. Now he's in the SEC, so it's not a shoe-in that he would come back if he has success there. And now, now anytime Kleiman's rumored for anything, it gets a whole lot that you know that butt pucker factor yeah. gets a whole lot higher because then what do you do? My my final thought on this is that we've talked about before about how Texas A and M has had a significant amount of trouble over the years in developing the players that they brought in. Right, they can yep. buy the best players in America with the money they have, but they've never been able to develop them and have that success on the field. Colin Klein is as good as they come as far as developing offensive players and quarterbacks. So I, I think it's a slam dunk hire from that perspective. Mike Elko did a great job in targeting Colin Klein. Elko will not do anything this offseason that will have a more positive impact on their success than what he did and pulled off by getting Colin Klein there. All right, let's, uh, we can talk more about this because now K-State's got to find an offensive coordinator now. Like, uh, you know, on to the next one, and that's, you know, that's a tall task. And same thing KU's dealing with. So we'll go into that. We'll see how quickly they can do it. Again, while it fits on uh, tomorrow to dig more into this, be good timing because they'll have some time to really uh, learn some things today. But we'll come back. Uh, we got we got so many giveaways today uh, to get through on the IHOP hotline at 869-1240. Let's, do, uh, let's start with some movie tickets. You can check out Wonka at Boulevard Theaters in Town West Square. Now, this is the new Wonka movie, the one with Timothy Chalamet. You can see it at 7 o'clock next Thursday, a week from tomorrow, December 14th. Pair tickets right now to the first caller to the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. More Sports Daily coming right after this.
Tommy, my anniversary was yesterday. Uh, I remembered that. What was yesterday? Tuesday? I remember that about Monday at 11 p.m. But so did my wife. It was a big one, right? Wasn't it like a. It was 10 years. Yeah, it wasn't. (laughs) I I forget them a lot. And so there's a couple of problems in play with why it is that I forget this thing. One, my oldest daughter's birthday is just a few days before. So, you know, all of our focus is on that. Um, it's a very busy time of the year anyway. So I I go – last year I was like, all right, I'm not going to – this isn't going to happen again. So I set a reminder in my phone like a week before that says something like, your anniversary is soon, stupid. Like something like that. Like, oh, right. So I set that. We're out of town. I see it. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. Well, I got time. I'm like, December 9th. We're good. Uh, well, we've got like a, 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 a TV or the TV station has like a holiday party. I was like, oh, you know, haha. I laughed at my wife. I was like, we'll celebrate at the company, you know, a Christmas party. It'll be great. Well, I'm laughing. And she, you know, had a good laugh. We're all good. And on with our, on with our business. And then Monday night, she's like, our anniversary's tomorrow. I'm like, what are you talking about? So I, I knew when I said that, because December 9th is Saturday. I'm like, December 9th at the company holiday party. And the whole time I'm like, that doesn't seem right. And I was like, I'll check the big, you know, the big board we have right. in the house that says what I was like, I'll, I'll check that one again. I totally forgot to do it. No, 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 no. December 9th is the one year anniversary of when we opened the East HTO. OK, not our anniversary of our wedding, which is December 5th. Ah. So uh, did absolutely nothing to celebrate our uh, 10th. Anniversary. You know, it's it's a complicated time, I think, to get married. I mean, it's right in the holiday swing. You're in between Thanksgiving and Christmas. There's so much going on. I mean, that was we were engaged just, for like 18 months. We couldn't afford anything. We were broke. Like we couldn't afford anything. We were both working in small market TV like we didn't have any money. So it was like, wait, now, wait a minute. We we wanted to do she she's from San Diego. So it was like, we'll do a wedding there. And you can imagine that that's not as uh, affordable as it would be to get married in Amarillo. So here we are like two broke. I'm, I mean, we're talking broke like we make any money. And so it's like, okay, well, how do we do this? How do we pull this off? And we're also almost 30. So it's like, I'm not just going to, like, have my parents pay. I'm 30 years old. Like, nobody needs to pay for my wedding. So we're looking at it. We're looking at it. And lo and behold, in December on, like, a weeknight, everything's a whole lot less expensive there in San Diego. So that's what we did. We're like, oh, great. We'll go. You know, we'll do it then. And So (laughs) here's a wedding hack. And and I've, I've heard people do this. I didn't do this, but I've heard people do this. If you get married around the holidays and you get married in a church, you don't have to buy flowers because the church has already had the flowers already in place. That's good. All the poinsettias, all of that for the holidays. Yeah. You're saving a ton of money on flowers. That's a wedding hack for you. Well, as somebody whose uh, family has been in the floral business forever, um, I would say buy lots of flowers for your wedding no matter what. We did an outside, we did an outside wedding. Uh, so we, it didn't matter anyway. We did some, very minimal. It, it was fine. Like it's not. It's it's great. Like it's a it's a it's hard to do things though. And we're go- look. Don't no no. This isn't a woe is me thing. Like we're taking a trip uh, in March for for our tenth anniversary. That was another piece of why this didn't really matter that much on the day. But it was funny. I was like, man, we did nothing for our tenth anniversary. Like. No card, no, like, literally nothing. You know, you got the obligatory, like, Facebook post, and that right. was it. Like, that's that's the only thing we did yesterday. Do you guys do, uh, with, with, now that you have kids, do you guys do Christmas gifts for one another? Because my wife and I used no. to, and, like, now we don't. Like, Not we've got really. kids, and we're like, 
ah, do we really need to get each other gifts or are we good? No, usually, usually Michelle like will find me a shirt, which is more utility than it is gift. Because as people that watch our video stream know, I wear like the same shirt every day. Uh, so, you know, she'll, she might get me like a shirt um, and I might get her like a gift certificate to some workout class that she likes. Like it's not. No, there's um, there's very little. And we don't and we don't care either. Like it's almost like you get to that point where you feel guilty about it. You're like, well, God, I got to, you know, I got to do something. Like, I, right. but like, why? Like, why? Neither of us really need it. And that most guys are that way anyway. Like, I don't need gifts. If I want yeah. something, I'll just go get it. Right. Like, I don't, my I'm wife not patient is, enough for gifts anyway. My wife is very much a kind of that way. Like, if she wants something, she'll go and get it. Or she would rather tell me, like, if we were going to do gifts, she would rather tell me what she wants. And then honestly, she would be okay with going and getting it and then wrapping it for herself to open on Christmas morning. And so it kind of takes me completely out of it. And I'm kind of like, I don't even really know what you're opening right now. It says it's from me, but I don't know. Uh, so like I, and there have been times that over the course of our 10 years together where I have bucked that trend and I've went and I've got her something and it typically doesn't go well because she doesn't, she, it wasn't something that she said she wanted. I've tried to surprise her. She, she's not very good at surprises. Uh, so Mine's I just kind of I've learned to just at like all. sit back and if she wants it, just let her go get it. I I agree. Like they, I, my wife also. I say they as our wives here. Yep. That's not like a general statement for all of humanity. Although it's all I know. Uh, they they say they want a surprise, but then you yeah. do it and they don't like it, and you're like, yep. why? Like why are we going through all this pain and suffering? Just do it yourself and uh, yeah. be happy with it. And I'm happy. Yeah, I, I surprised her with a gift a few years ago. And, and to be honest, I don't even rem remember what it was. But she she didn't like it to a point to where she started to cry. And oh no, on Christmas morning. And I'm like, okay, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I was <laughs> trying to do something very sweet and nice. And she clearly doesn't <laughs> like it. Uh, let, let that be a lesson oh, to I, me I to not it. do that again. I hate giving gifts because I'm not patient enough. I, I can't wait. Like if I get something for somebody I, it's really hard for me to wait until christmas yeah. for them to open it but i i got I, that sort of thing happened with my wife with a trip so we we always laugh like i'm the youngest in my family youngest child she's the oldest it's very different dynamic i'm very much like yeah i don't really care whatever that's the way you lived your life right you just fly by the seat of your pants you're just kind of long for the ride she's the oldest very different planner like in charge that you know whatever and so I I planned this trip uh, recently to New York City. I was like, I'm going to surprise. It's going to be awesome, right? Like this big fancy trip. She has a friend up there. It'll be great. She hadn't seen that friend in a while. She'd never been to New York City. And I don't. I mean, I have this thing locked down. I pulled it off. We're at the airport. She doesn't know where we're going. And she finally we're in like one of the restaurants before we get on. And I finally tell her. And her response, I'm not kidding, was not like. Stone-faced, no expression change. Well, how are we going to get from the airport? Like, that was it. I'm, I'm like, I'm sorry, what? Like, getting a, getting a cab? Like, she was – it, it was immediate, like, concern. Well, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this? You know, because, yeah. like, that's the way her – right. and I'm like, okay, you know what? Like, I'm never doing this again. Yeah. Like, that. that's it. That's the last time. This clearly isn't the way that's ever going to, like, be the right way. 
why don't I just say, let's take a trip. You pick the place. Like I, it's so it's funny. It's funny that, and I think that it's like, we, there are so many times we laugh about that. Like the, and now that we have kids, we see it so obviously like the different, yeah. like birth order dynamic is so much in play. Uh, it's so it's, I, and I remember what that, what that gift was now actually. So it, we had just gotten engaged and we had gotten our engagement like photos done. Vacuum cleaner or something? No, no, no. We had gotten our engagement photos done, and we had received them, and I thought, okay, I'm going to pick one of these pictures. I'm going to get it blown up and put on a canvas that we can hang on our wall. It's a beautiful engagement photo. You know, you can do, like, you can put different, gift. like, Bible verses, or you can put, what like, different sayings on, on the canvas, really high quality. Uh, the problem was is I, I picked one of the engagement pictures that she didn't think she, she didn't looked like. good in. She didn't like. And so all of a sudden she's opening this canvas that's massive to hang on our living room wall. And she doesn't think she looks good in it. And it was a disaster. And And clearly you do. It's it's that that one's one where you look back and you've been like, yeah, I should have seen that. Like if you would if you would have like if you would have gone to a room of other husbands and been like, hey, guys, this is what I'm going to do. Every single yeah. other person would have been like, "Oh, nope. you nope. don't nope. do that. Don't do that. Don't not not as a surprise. Has she seen that picture? Like, yeah. are you cl- are you one hundred percent clear that she likes that? Yep. Yeah, no, that wouldn't have been uh, that wouldn't have been good. And I'm not casting stones because now I get like, you know, when my wife's taking eight thousand pictures of the minutia of every day, I'll, I'll get one back and I'm like, you can't do something with that. Like, I when did I get sixty five years older than I was yesterday? Like, you, you like what what the hell happened to yeah. me there? Uh, so I'm not, you know, I'm not casting stones on it. I just, it's understandable. I get it. Look in retrospect, yeah. you know, I, I'm, yeah. I'm older, I'm wiser now and I don't do that sort yeah. of thing anymore. <laughs> just, uh, just whatever. Uh, it, it's so f- all these stereotypes and things you hear about just come true. Like, Oh, I forgot about my 10th wedding anniversary. Awesome. It's just uh, welcome to life, I guess. Uh, all right, 869-1240. Uh, congratulations to Alex for winning some Wonka tickets. Uh, we've got Kevin Saul coming up at the top of the hour. The story of the day right now is Colin Klein going to Texas A&M. So now what does Kansas State do? I think that's an interesting dynamic here uh, that we can begin to explore a little bit. By the way, K-State basketball with a massive win last night. We can get into both of those topics here in the next segment and throughout the show. Uh, Because we have so many things to give away, let's go right back to the well. This time, we'll give away some Illuminations at Botanica tickets. With more than 2 million lights, Illuminations has been ranked among the top 10 in light shows across the country. Don't miss the 62-foot Christmas tree in Botanica's new Candyland storybook, Gingerbread House. You can get a pair of tickets to uh, Illuminations at Botanica by being the first caller right now on the IHOP hotline, 869-1240. Good luck. Uh, We'll talk a little Cats basketball, little Cats football now after the Colin Klein news when we return on Sports Daily. All right, welcome back in, everybody. Sports Daily. Uh, Tommy, you're seeing Cliff Kingsbury chatter. By the way, congratulations to Earl uh, for winning the tickets to Illuminations at Botanica. Cliff Kingsbury chatter, huh? I, I would. I mean, obviously, that'd be a slam dunk. I'd yeah, go for it right now. Yeah, I don't. I don't see anything. You know that he's, you know, interested or indicated any any kind of interest. I, I, would think I think he can land. Yeah, it's kind higher. of a it's kind of a wish list. I think it's a wish list from uh, the fan base. Uh, I've seen a lot of K State fans saying they would love yeah, to have Cliff no. Kingsbury in Manhattan. 
you know, somebody that's a, a quarterback guy. Um, you know, if the, the goal, and it should be the goal, uh, to retain Avery Johnson, then there should be a high-profile offensive coordinator in, in that regard, I think is kind of the thought process. I would be... Uh, I would be surprised if Cliff Kingsbury would come to Manhattan. Uh, but as far as a wish list goes, yeah. I mean, I'd be all over that. I think he'd be great. I don't think that's what's going to happen. There, there, It's so funny how so much of this depends on a guy who's had, like, no official starts yet as a college quarterback, right? Like, he's had some playing time this year, but... You know, if you could attract somebody in, it'll be because of Avery Johnson. The concern about Avery Johnson now that, you know, Colin Klein is leaving in the transfer portal era. And I I just, Tim Fitzgerald reporting 17 minutes ago that all indications are that Avery Johnson is rock solid as a wildcat. Um, You know, that's, that's, that's priority one. And then you do have to sort of hire to somebody that can can you know really accentuate his skill set and it's not like you go ask Avery Johnson right like oh you cuz let's not forget Chris Kleiman's a quarterback whisperer before Colin Klein like he's he's had a tremendous amount of sec- success with quarterbacks even before you know Klein came in and and took it to another level so i think you just have to trust to some degree that Kleiman knows how to coach that position and you know in house always makes sense but I'm not sure that would be the way I would like for it to go unless you get some indication that that's a a thing that you think would help Avery Johnson succeed. That, that you know, that's the only thing because otherwise, remember, they promoted Colin Klein because longtime climate assistants weren't getting the job done. Yeah. And so that's how Klein sort of strapped a rocket to his butt right as a coach and became the offensive coordinator as quickly as he did. So I'm not sure internal is like, oh, you got to go that way. In fact, I think uh, unless there's some indication from maybe Johnson, you probably begin the process elsewhere, right? Like where else can you go externally? Another name externally that I'm seeing getting some chatter is former Texas Tech head coach Matt Wells, who is currently an assistant at Oklahoma. Um, He was at Utah State for a number of years. Uh, and he so, and Kleiman have a, a relationship, I think, right? I, I don't know. I'd have to look at that. It's um, either McGuire or Wells. It's one of the former tech coaches. Now I can't remember if it's Joey McGuire now or Matt Wells prior. I think it was Matt Wells. I think they have – like he's got a – he's got a an affinity. I think it's for Wells, and I don't know that they've ever even coached together. I don't think that they have, but – um, he, he was a big fan of his while he was at tech. I'm almost certain that they had some connection and it could have been McGuire, but I don't think it was, I think it was Matt Wells. So that's an interesting name too. That would make a lot of sense actually. Uh, and I'd be, I'd be good with that. You know, and he's a, he's a quarterback that. guy also. I mean, I, I think yeah. it's pretty apparent and we've talked about it before the importance of whoever that offensive coordinator is being incredibly rock solid in developing quarterbacks. And Kleiman is a quarterback whisperer too, as we know. But, but yeah. knowing you kind of had a dual threat there with both Kleiman and Klein, and it made it it made it that much better for the quarterbacks in that system. I think that's a big reason why Will Howard had the the improvement that we saw from him because he had both of those coaches. You've got to have, I think, somebody like that to replace Colin Klein. 
everything about K-State is going to be predicated on being a quarterback factory in general terms. So, yes, they, the, the hire that they make should be predicated on the quarterback position to some degree because that's what's going to help K-State be the most successful. You know, K-State reaches you – know, they're always going to be able to develop players, right, and have upperclassmen that are really good. That's a part of the DNA. But to stay at that top level – they need to continue a reputation of being a quarterback factory and, and you know, potentially getting guys to the NFL, doing the things that they've done now for a long time. And so, yeah, getting a quarterback person in there does make the most sense, not just for Avery, but for the future of the program as well. The other interesting thing about Matt Wells is I'm looking at it. He's 50 years old, right? Like, so, you know, that maybe there's some longevity in play if you make a hire like that, too. If Cliff Kingsbury came to Manhattan, he'd be there for five seconds, right? It's not... It, it, number one, I don't think Cliff Kingsbury would come to Manhattan. I, I'm a, I like Cliff Kingsbury, by the way. This is none of this is a knock on Cliff Kingsbury, but what we've seen from Cliff Kingsbury over his career, yeah, he was at Tech for a while. He went to Texas Tech, but you know, remember the old Andy Reid, Cliff Kingsbury draft night photos, and you know the appeal of Southern California. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois for Kingsbury I'm not sure that there's a total fit there you know what I mean like of you don't think that Cliff Kingsbury could find a house in Manhattan that looks like the one that he, he was in during the draft sure he can he can do whatever he wants I just don't know if if going to Manhattan Kansas at this stage of his career is where he would lean that'd be an Avery Johnson thing if it happened I'd love it if Cliff Kingsbury came to Manhattan I again I'm a Kingsbury guy. I, I'm a, I'm a, a, almost like a stand. Like I still think he's an incredible offensive mind, despite what's happened. So I'd be all for it. I just don't think it's going to happen. Uh, Matt Wells is interesting. That would be an interesting one for sure. What a morning! Uh, I, I, I hadn't. Shame on me, right? When Klein turned down Notre Dame, I just sort of put all that stuff behind it, and and I knew A and M was dangerous. I didn't even think about it this way. And, and I don't blame Klein at all. He probably made the right decision because I'm telling you, if he has a couple of years of success at A&M, he's going to be a head coach in the SEC. No brainer, right? I, I get it. I totally get it. 
All right, we've got uh, we've got Kevin Saul joining us, I believe, next segment, and and it will be a good segment because I want to talk to him about the reporting yesterday on a potential new subdivision, almost or a new tier, almost of college athletics, and what that might mean for you know Wichita State or where if there's any perspective on like where that line would be able to come, like what, where would that line be? Is it like the big 12? I I don't know, but we'll talk to Kevin Saul about that and shocker athletics right now, shocker basketball, most specifically and volleyball with a big uh, contest coming tonight. We'll do it all on sports daily. Hour number two coming up. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular-season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.